Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Great to be with everybody here as we continue to look at the world of the New York Islanders during this suspension of the NHL season. Hope everybody is well and staying safe. We will get through this together. And just remember, everybody, each day does get us one day closer to the resumption of of hockey, whether that's uh, in a week, a month, two months, uh, or even if it's this fall, uh, we, we will get there one day at a time. If you have a question, a comment, want to chime in on something that's on your mind, please feel free to email the show. The email address, as always, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air as we talk about whatever it is that is on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and notes from the world of the New York Islanders. All right, so... First off, let's uh, get started. Interesting little piece on the Islanders' official website. I encourage those of you uh, who haven't seen it yet to check it out. Fans were able to ask questions of former Islanders captain and four-time Stanley Cup winning Hall of Famer Clark Gillies, and Gillies took the time to answer a lot of questions. Some nice little insightful responses there by Gillies going back all the way to the 1980 Stanley Cup Finals and talking about uh, some of his teammates and some of the best players he played against. Uh, a nice little set of questions that Gillies did answer, and uh, I know that all Islander fans would find it interesting. The other thing is, of course, uh, wanted to talk about our poll Uh which we talked about on yesterday's show, we asked, who is the Islanders' most valuable player so far this season? Now, obviously, the Islanders have played 68 games. I made a case for Adam Pellick as sort of a dark horse candidate. I explained why on yesterday's show that uh, Pellick is... uh, to me, was such a difference maker for the Islanders, but he wasn't one of the four official choices that we put up there, Uh, and the votes were overwhelmingly in one direction. Uh, 
the four choices were Matthew Barzal, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, and Simeon Varlamov. Those were the four players who we listed. Had they allowed us to put five up, I would have added Pelik to the list, but uh, Twitter limits you to four choices on your polls, and it was a runaway all the way. Brock Nelson, 77% uh, voting for Nelson, Matthew Barzal next at 18%, 5% voting for Anders Lee, and surprisingly to me, nobody uh, voted for Simeon Varlamov. So Islander fans speaking uh, loud and clear that Brock Nelson is the uh, MVP of the Islanders so far this season. And look, I can understand where people are coming from when they talk about uh, Brock Nelson and what he has done for and what he has meant to this team. Right now, again, leading the team in goals with 26, second on the team with 54 points, second on the team with five game-winning goals, a winner in the face-off circle, uh, a plus player on a team that is kind of right at the borderline for plus minus. So uh, Brock Nelson, certainly uh, to me, worthy of that uh, vote. And he is the runaway winner of the MVP through the first 68 games. One other thing that uh, was interesting and worth noting, the New York Post uh, and Larry Brooks late last week uh, ran an article listing the best teams in New York hockey history. And I can't say it was a surprise as to where the uh, where it all sort of fell. A uh, lot of great teams. Some of these were eras. It wasn't just like one season. And if we look at the top five, as Larry Brooks listed it, the 1994-95 Devils, that was the uh, first Devils team to win a cup. They were ranked fifth. The 1970-71 and 71-72 New York Rangers ranked fourth. Those two teams, uh, you know, reaching the semifinals and finals. Always wonder, looking back, uh, if, the Rangers might have beaten the Bruins had Jean Rattel stayed healthy in 1972, but that may be the greatest team never to win a Stanley Cup. Ranking third, the 93-94 Rangers, who did break that long Stanley Cup drought for the Rangers at 54 years. And uh, at two, the 1999-2000 New Jersey Devils. And of course, ranking number one in this poll the Dynasty Islanders, the 79-80 through 82-83 New York Islanders. And here's what, uh, in part, what Brooks said, and, and always liked uh, Brooks as far as what he was able to, uh, you know, his style and his honesty and the way he approaches things. The greatest hockey team in NHL history, four straight cups and a pro sports record 19 consecutive playoff series victories stretching to 1984. Talented, tough, and deep. 
If you want to hear more about that, certainly there's more to come. You got to go check it out on the New York Post website. But Larry Brooks with some very insightful takes on why the Dynasty Islanders are the greatest hockey team New York has ever seen, uh, in at least in the NHL, as far as that is concerned. All right. We have got a lot more to talk about. We have this Dayton Islanders history, plus uh, we will talk a little bit more about the highlights from this season so far. Brock Nelson is the team MVP, so one of the things we're going to look at are some of the great uh, moments that Brock Nelson had so far this year. So it's time for this date in Islanders history, and uh, I'll tell you something. This particular date in Islanders history was not easy to find a lot of games. For some reason, not a lot of playoff games or regular season games, for that matter, played on April 21st. With that in mind, we take you back to April 21st, 1980, in the uh, playoffs, Islanders, Boston Bruins playing game four of their playoff series, this game at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, quarterfinal round of the playoffs. Back then, it was just, you know, preliminary round, quarterfinal, semifinal, final uh, is how they used to characterize it. Islanders were already ahead in this series, three games to none. They won both of the first two games in Boston in overtime. Game one, two to one. Game two, five, four, both overtime wins. Game three, back at the Coliseum, made uh, a 5-3 Islanders win. So the Islanders looking to close this series out at home against the Boston Bruins. Jerry Cheevers, Hall of Fame goalie in between the pipes for the Bruins. Billy Smith, Hall of Fame goalie in the net for the New York Islanders. It would be the Bruins getting on the board first. You knew they were going to come out fighting hard and being desperate based on the fact that they were facing elimination. And it was Ray Bork, his second of the playoffs, from Peter McNabb and Brad McCrimmon at 9:21, And Boston was ahead by a one to nothing margin. Islanders bounced back. However, less than three minutes later, Mike Bossy, his second of the series, from Brian Trottier and Stefan Pearson at 12.03. And after one period, this game was all knotted at one apiece. In the second period, Terry O'Reilly called for interference at 7.11. Islanders go to the power play. And who else but Mike Bossy cashing in on that opportunity. Bossy second of the game, third of the playoffs from Brian Trottier and Clark Gillies. So the trio grand line clicking on the power play. And after two periods, the Islanders held a 2-1 to lead. Bruins, however, weren't going away that easily. And early in the third period, Peter McNabb gets his seventh of the playoffs from Terry O'Reilly and Don Marcotte at 3.09. And the game is all even at 2-2. The Islanders went ahead. Clark Gillies, his third from Butch Goring and Dave Longevin at 13:20, And the Islanders were just six minutes and 40 seconds away 
from clinching a sweep over a very talented Boston Bruins team. The Bruins pull Cheevers late in the game and with 20 seconds left in regulation, Rick Middleton, his fourth from Terry O'Reilly and Brad Park at 1940, and the game is tied 3-3. We go to overtime. And finally, in the first overtime period, Terry O'Reilly, third goal of the playoffs from Peter McNabb and defenseman Dick Redmond at 17-13, and the Bruins managed to eke out a 4-3 win and force a fifth game back in Boston uh, in this series. So the Islanders still led the series by a 3-1 margin. Two goals in this game for Mike Bossy, a goal and an assist for Clark Gillies, and two assists for Brian Trottier. Ironically, uh, most of the Islanders, because one of their goals came on the power play, not a lot of plus players in this one, but Stefan Pearson a plus two, while Gary Howitt, Dave Longevin, they were each a plus one. As far as shots on goal were concerned, three Islanders tied with five shots to tie for the team lead. They include Wayne Merrick, Dennis Potvin, and Dwayne Sutter, Billy Smith, 35 saves in 77 minutes and 13 seconds of ice time, but the Islanders end up falling in this game 4-3. to three. However, just one night later, up in Boston, the Islanders would close out the series with a 4-2 to two win and end up winning this one four games to one. And the Islanders would go on to meet the Buffalo Sabres in the semifinals on their way to what was going to be the first of four straight Stanley Cups. So, final score in overtime, Bruins 4, Islanders 3, all of that taking place on this date in Islanders history, April 21st, 1980. 80. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about some season highlights from this year so far. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about, but we're going to look at some of the season highlights from Brock Nelson because he is the player that you all voted as the team MVP. So we'll take a look at that in just a moment. All right, so highlights from this season, and we'll be looking at those all week long. And we're going to start with some Brock Nelson highlights, in part because, again, you all voted for Brock Nelson as the MVP of the Islanders so far this season. And we're going to look at why he deserved that. First, we're going to take you back to the game of November 19th, a game in Pittsburgh at the PPG Paints Arena. Islanders and Penguins, this is you know, part of that win streak or that point streak that the Islanders have. And early on in the third period, Jake Gunsel got his 10th goal of the year on the power play, and the Islanders are trailing 4-2. to two. And they're still trailing 4-2 to two 
with less than five minutes left in the game. But at that point, it's like somebody turned on a switch and the Islanders made quite a comeback. First, Josh Bailey got his seventh from Eberly, Jordan Eberly and Devon Taves. That one comes at 15:41, And then at 18:28, Ryan Pulak, his third from Derek Broussard and Nick Letty. And with a minute 32 left in regulation, the game is all even at four and four. Hard to do that on the road, to say the least. But this is one of those games where the Islanders absolutely uh, made quite the comeback. And, you know, maybe also one of the reasons that Brock Nelson... uh, you know, seems so clutch. He does tend to score goals against division opponents or highly rated opponents. At 2.55 of the overtime, Nelson with the game winner, his second of the game, sixth of the season at that point, Anthony Bavillier, the only assist, and the Islanders score a key comeback win, dramatic comeback win, 5-4 to four on that day. And again, just one of those situations where you know that the Islanders managed to find a way to get it all done. Just another night later, or the next game, November 21st, Islanders home against Pittsburgh, trying to extend the point streak to a 17th game. And again, Brock Nelson coming up big. First of all, the Islanders, in a 2-2 tie uh, in this game, when Nelson gets his seventh of the season on the power play from Bavillier and Barzal. That one comes at 15.08 of the third period, and it looked like the Islanders were going to win. They're up 3-2. We are late in the game, but Penguins manage, they pull their goalie, they manage to tie it at 19.30. 30 seconds left, Patrick Hornqvist, his sixth from Evgeny Malkin and Brian Demoulian, and it's a 3-3 game, and all of a sudden, things are not looking so good for the Islanders. But, 3-3 tie, division game, need that second point. And for the second night in a row, Brock Nelson gets the overtime game winner. Made a beautiful move, beating Marcus Pedersen uh, on the rush and then putting the puck past Matt Murray. And for the second straight game against the rival Pittsburgh Penguins, one of those teams that the Islanders will be fighting for playoff position with all season long. There it is, Brock Nelson with a beautiful goal, an overtime winner, and the streak reaches its 17th straight game. And let's face it, you know, at this point, and we'll talk more about the streak uh, a little bit later on in the week, but that really was the high point of the season so far. And uh, for those of you who want to go back and watch it, uh, that game on YouTube, uh, or at least that goal in the highlights, 
November 21st, that overtime winner. And again, four goals in two games at that point for Brock Nelson. So Nelson, he's been there all year. And no question, he has been a a special part of this team. One other highlight I wanted to talk about from this season that maybe sort of gets overlooked a little bit, but let's go back to Cole Bardrow and his very first NHL goal. Here is a player who wasn't drafted, had not been called up to the NHL, no longer that young at this point, and he had gotten through uh, serious injuries, two MCL tears, knee injury, an arm injury, a broken hand, and a cervical fracture in his neck. But Bardro finally called up, turned out to play an aggressive fourth-line energy-providing checking style, and finally, uh, Bardro gets his first NHL goal. It comes on November 5th in a game against the Ottawa Senators. Bardro in on a breakaway. He is pulled down and a penalty shot is awarded. Bardro making his move and he puts the puck home. The Islanders end up with the first NHL goal of Cole Bardrow in a winning effort against the Ottawa Senators, that one taking place back on November 5th of 2019 of this past season. Bardrow's goal, by the way, made it 2-1. Islanders go on to win 4-1. So for Cole Bardrow, not only was it his first NHL goal, not only did it come on a penalty shot, but it also turned out to be the game-winning goal. Bardro, by the way, playing 10 minutes and 42 seconds in that game. It is so far his only NHL goal. He also has an assist, but what a magic moment. And I'll tell you, you saw the look on Cole Bardro's face uh, after he got that goal. And, and again, just one of those things that you have to appreciate the journey that Cole Bardrow has taken in order to fully appreciate the moment. All right, we will be back tomorrow with more highlights from this exciting uh, 2019-2020 season, or at least the highlights so far. Uh, Another little note, by the way, the general manager of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets hoping that the league will expand the number of playoff teams if they're not able to finish the regular season and have to go straight to the playoffs. We already heard Commissioner Bettman indicate that the league will figure out a way to be fair to playoff bubble teams. So a lot of sentiment out there for, uh, you know, helping teams that are on the bubble sort this out fairly. And that is, again, good news for Islanders fans. So that wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a national perspective on the world of hockey. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. See you tomorrow. We'll be back with more then. And let's go Islanders.